Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Fly Race and Racer X podcast. This is the Oakland Review. That's it, Oakland. Thanks for listening. Appreciate the folks at Racetech. Pulp23 is a code to save. Tell the Racetech guys that you listen to Pulp, and they'll give you a discount on whether it's uh, parts for your suspension, whether it's service for your suspension. Get your oil changed. Get your bushings, seals done. Get your suspension dialed in for your weight and or speed. Pulp23 is a code to save. They do motor work as well. They do God's work, really, over there at Racetech. So thanks to Racetech for making things happen. And all balls racing as well, uh, whether it is uh, carburetor rebuild kits from those guys, whether it's pivot works, hot rods, whether it's hot cams, check out allballsracing.com for everything that you need for your bike to rebuild it uh, with high quality, good prices. And I've used a lot of their stuff to rebuild my uh, vintage bike. So all balls racing, uh, great guys, and they have a whole bunch of products under the sun there, allballsracing.com. All right, on to the show. MX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast coming to you from Oakland. JT and Weege going to join me to talk about everything that went down in Oaktown. And thank you to the folks that Fly Racing for coming on board this podcast and many others. They have that LE Stealth gear that is out, um, maybe gone by now because it was limited, uh, whether it's uh, patrol gear for off-road stuff, whether it's Evo, which has their BOA closure system as long as their light stuff as well. Formula helmets, there's like three different shells, different price points. They have the uh, EPS conehead uh, uh, safety system as well as the Rion stuff. So if you read up on it on flyracing.com, I'm telling you, this helmet's super safe, super quiet, super lightweight. Love it. It's, it's maybe the best thing that Fly's got is that Formula helmet. I'm, I'm serious. It's really good. Uh, goggles to boots to gear, they have you covered. Flyracing.com. Go to your local dealer or motorsport.com and uh, check out their full, full line that they have, and uh, colors and styles and designs to suit everybody. Thank you to Renthal, of course, with Monster Energy Kawasaki, whether it's a factory Honda, Red Bull KTM, Renthal.com, made over there in the UK since 1969, more championships than all the other brands combined, and uh, Fat Bar 36, Fat Bar, the 7 8 Bar, uh, they have a super cool website on there. Their Works Fit Tool, the best place to learn and determine which bend you are looking for. You can compare all the Renthal bends. You can input your bike and compare the OE bend. They've got an inventory locator on there um, for the USA only. they got um, all those championships as well. So thank you to folks at Renthal. Maxxis Tires, the MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath and uh, used by A-Ray in Supercross uh, when he's out there. And mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires, of course. Maxxis.com for more information on that. Uh, high-end tires for a lot 
lot of different vehicles. And we thank Maxis for the support of this show and, and others on it, on the network. So thank you, Maxis and Rental, Cobolinks, and Motorsport.com. We will tell you about later. But let's get uh, JT and Weege on the line to uh, talk Oakland and more, shall we? All right, with me on the line to discuss Oakland and what a race that was. Super cool. Um, let's break it all down and uh, maybe touch on some other topics, including Jason Wygant's big in-stadium debut for the Feld guys. It's uh, it's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Let's get, 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 get it on! That's my catchphrase. Yeah. Just can bring it to the show every week. That's what I do, man. All right. Yeah, that's fan- fantastic. Yep. That's, that's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, also the line, Fly Racing, of course, flyracing.com. Uh, he did the uh, pit reporter duties this past weekend. Daniel Blair and RC in the booth. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. We just, uh, we just talents know no bounds. He just, uh, no problem. You need to be the over-exuberant hype man. No problem. We just you. <laughs> People forget again. I called Brayton winning Daytona once. That's it. I've got over over exuberant hype man built in after that moment. I feel like that's different from this gig, though. I do. I don't know why. I feel like it's oh, different for sure from it this is. gig. For sure, why? you're why? filling in for Lurch because Lurch is like this. He's like an enigma. Like he, he is, is the goat thing. of this. He's the goat of hype man. He is. So, yeah. how was it, Weech? What was it like? You worked uh, basically 10 hours in the stadium. You did all the demos, all the promos. You threw in vertical blinds with the interview with Chase Sexton. Um, yeah. 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 How, how was it? Well, first of all, the time does go fast. I mean, yes, we looked at the schedule, and we were literally 10 to 10, um, 12 hours, and I think we had a one-hour dinner break, which how did we fill in the dinner break with the Fly Racing Radio Show? Yeah, you ran <laughs> Well, because, you know, money makes the monkey dance, and so you get paid for those, so there was no way. I think. Yeah. I mean, we know you're in control of the purse strings here, Steve, not JT, oddly, so I'm not sure if I'm getting paid. This is up to you. Nah, Steve's pretty good about paying people, so I think you're in the clear. That's true. Okay. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen any money yet this year. I don't know. I don't well, know. For other things, yes. neither, neither have I, sir. So once I... Oh, once, once, wait. So it does go back to JT. Once mm-hmm. I no. see it. Once no, I, I see it. I wish it did, but it does not. I, once I see it, sir, I will pass it on. I promise Interesting. you. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, so yeah, 11 and a half out of 12 hours, I think, I spent. But the time actually goes fast. Uh, it didn't seem that long at all. Honestly, to me, the only difference between this and Daytona, really is Daytona, they literally hand us the mic, and the headsets we have are just FM radios so we can hear the other announcers announcing. They do not give us any anything in the headset. No direction, no, like, you have one minute for this, or this is coming up next. Just go for it, boys. Have a good time. This one is carefully, I mean, it's every two minutes. It's like a commercial place, two minutes. This interview's one minute. This is a minute and a half. You have one minute to do this. Um, so I was only worried, kind of like the pre-show last week. Can I... Talk about Supercross with James Stewart and Daniel Blair? Of course I can. Can we do it like you have three minutes to make your point and not 301 and not 259? Ooh, speaking of 259. That was all I was worried about. Would I mess up the cues? And I got through it. I wouldn't say I was excited. It was more like, let's just get this done. You uh, Did you go? Did you have anybody screaming at you because uh, of uh, yeah time issues or anything else? No, I think back in the day that was – I've never done this job, but I heard legends of Maxi and uh, some of the people that used to be the guy that would yell through your headset. Like, if you were 10 seconds over, let me just tell you, I think they made you know that. They made you well, well aware that you were screwing up the show. Yeah. Um, Samantha and Kat, who are the, the two uh, women who were in my ears, they were almost too quiet. And I'm like, you can talk to me all you want. You can be as loud as you want. More the better. Tell me more. Give me more cues. 
And uh, I think they try to lay out. But, um, no, I didn't mess it up, but I was a little worried. I mean, when I had to go, well, the best part was I had to go in the stands. Yeah. Right? You oh, were yeah. in my head, Steve, because I knew that was your moment. Oh, loved it. Couldn't couldn't get enough of that. Because yep. you, you took pictures of Lurch last week and said, this is going to be you. Yep. So you have to go in the stands and pick a kid to uh, give a die-cast toy motorcycle to. And, uh, but I, they're like scouted out before. So at like before the night show, whatever that is, four o'clock, I'm looking at the stands and I'm like, okay, there's a kid that's appropriate age. He's like eight or nine. Perfect. Well, I didn't realize two hours later, the crowd changes as the night goes on. They get a little looser. (laughs) (laughs) So I go up there and now it's like a, now it's like a war zone. People, these dudes have shirts off. They're crushing Miller lights. They're screaming. Um, you come up there with an announcing microphone and a camera. They're this is their moment in life they've been waiting for. Uh-huh. And they're like, uh, they were much more well behaved two hours ago. And I got to do family friendly entertainment. So they tell me like, it's easy, man. You just give the kid the toy and say, take the toy. Show me a whip. Show me a bike going through whoops. And he's not doing it. He's not. Yeah, doing th- it. this kid does not know what was going on. No, he did not. Could you hear him say that? Did you Did you hear him? No. He actually said, he's like, I don't know. I'm like, show me a whip. And he finally says, I don't know what a whip is. And I'm like, oh, crud. And I'm like, he needs to play uh, Supercross the game. Supercross 6 the game. Yeah. Nice, nice promo. Here we JT. go. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, man, he has probably I'm like, what about whoops? I don't know what that is either. And I'm like, oh, that's it. It's all material that I had. Uh, and then meanwhile, the inebriated fans are moving in on me. Yeah. They're closing. Shirt- shirtless tattoo guy was uh, was ready. Oh, you saw it. So you did see oh, the Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was ready. He was flexing. <laughs> He was uh, posing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was much like if you had hung out in downtown Oakland itself. Like they were getting closer and closer. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I, I have to protect this family from these guys. Oh, um, great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was the problem. I did not know that the crowd, the difference between four o'clock and uh, seven o'clock, mm-hmm. big difference in the behavior of the audience. Epic fail, by the way, on whoever did not give you a Brayton bike. It was, you know, just not it, yeah, that. Justin Cooper, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, there is a Brighton bike, and I assumed this would be the one you're giving away, and maybe you would fight the kid for it, so you wouldn't yeah. have to give it away. But yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I have like a there's the bike that the kid plays with, and then they give you a fresh one in the box, and then I didn't know if I was allowed to give the prop one out, so then I left the stands with the prop one. Because, I mean, that's probably worth a couple of dollars. I didn't want to ruin Feld's bottom line yeah. and give away the prop toy. Yeah. So then the fans were mad that I was like, you can't give me just that one? Oh, yeah, so I'm yeah. Like, no, I'm not allowed. <laughs> oh, I probably was. <laughs> I bet you they could find more if I'd given it away. They you're probably like, could have. You're but... like, can I trade you this for my freedom? <laughs> <laughs> it was getting rowdy. Now, I don't know. That's the first time I've ever been in the crowd. I don't know if that's an Oakland thing or if that's an every Supercross thing, but they were having a good time. Yeah. Now, the Coliseum is Coliseum's seen some better days, in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> the press box had a hole in the ceiling with rusty water coming out of it. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like Oakland in general, uh, the entire area has seen better days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was not a banner weekend the, for Oakland. The, uh, the word on the street is we're going back to San Fran next year, so – that's all. That's all. Hope that was awesome. AT and T Stadium's great. So uh, that's the word on the street. Let's hope that happens. Oh, the the one on the water. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, heard, I heard that is not a not a thing. Okay. Uh, all right. 
I could be just because the where the pits used to be are now condos, so yeah. they don't have a place to put us. <laughs> <laughs> what about the? They only went once. So what is it, Levi Stadium? Where, where are the Forty yeah, Niners? I, I, I was also told that the attendance there, the it's very expensive to go there, and the attendance was not good. Um, so we're getting conflicting reports. I do agree with you, Steve. I heard the same thing. They don't want to go to the same venue anymore, uh, yeah. but their options are are not very good yeah. either. So we'll see. We'll see what plays out. Let's count the windows broken in the in the industry. Um, yeah. Uh, so Weege, um Yeah. What What did you think of the whole experience? Like, did you? Did you enjoy it, or like you said, it was just more of a job? Like you've done all this before, like but yeah, how uh, I think it would be pretty fun once I know exactly uh, what's coming at you. We had to do birthday wishes, and I had to do birthday wishes too, so I didn't know how that was supposed to go. But luckily, luckily, none other than, and you've experienced it yourself, Steve. Just like a man walking on water, just a mirage in the desert. Jim Hollywood Holly appears oh. to help <laughs> manage that part of the program, uh, bringing me back to our audio webcast Supercross Live days. And he's like, I got you, BG, I got you, whatever you need, man, whatever you need. It's how we're going to do it. And then he must have ran through it. I mean, it's opening ceremonies and, like, Tomac's riding around, and Jim's already helping plan the birthday thing for probably the 13th meeting that we had. About how the like, yeah, Jim wasn't going to let this go down. I don't know. Like, look, hey, look, I have a lot of ads on my shows, so I'm not one to sit here and talk about making money. You know, like, I, I, I enjoy making money also, but you could buy your kid – a spot in the night show with a number one plate and a trophy. And it's his birthday. I think you can even buy a grown adult that. Cause I think at one of the races, it was like a 40 year old guy. It was his birthday and he was up there getting a number one plate. <laughs> and it's, it's not, it, it's, it's, uh, oh, it's a little cringy if you ask me, but Hey man, it's, it's capitalism. I guess if you want to make money, go ahead. But I'm just like, Holy, this crap. is how we get, this is how we get to Levi stadium, Steve. Yeah. Is this how I get, is, is this how I get pizza in the press box? Is this, <laughs> is this how it happens? Cause uh, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. Then it could this, the pizza fun. I had thought of all that. You were right. I mean, I was, uh, there was, if you had talked to me a few days before the race, I'd be like, really that we're using the podium time for, for people to buy their birthday wishes. But then I was having a conversation that believe it or not, Samantha, who was one of the people in my headset, we happen to have seats next to each other on the flight out. So I was just talking to her about like, well, what are we going to do? What's the philosophy? We had like five hours to go over this. Yeah. And there's something about other professional sports that had never occurred to me. If you go to like any sporting, if you go to an NBA game, probably NHL, but I've never gone and I never will or an MLB game, the minute they go to commercial on TV, like between innings, halftime, timeouts, whatever, they do the corniest stuff for sponsors and people paying for things that you could possibly do. And I had never thought of it that way. No, and they, we started yeah. thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, dude, if they call timeout at an NBA game, they do the absolute dumbest yeah, no, things. The, the hockey games, they'll have, you know, um, yeah, whatever. They'll have somebody in the crowd and say, uh, pick, Kiss cam and pick all that uh, stuff. Follow, follow the puck. And pick which puck is number one is is under, and then you win a gift certificate for some steakhouse or something, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. Mascots, you know, mascots running to outfield warning track and trivia, you name it, right? So I'm like, wait a minute. I keep thinking that we're like we want to be professional. We should be holier than thou. And I'm like, wait, the the, the biggest sports in the world also do this. Yeah. So yeah. Actually, now to think about it, can we do five or six more of these things? Because at a baseball game, there's probably thirty. Uh, of these, and we're doing like three. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's uh, whatever. Yeah, it's, no, it's whatever. I just, I'm just. Yeah. It's it's really confusing. I think for fans who are like, what what is this guy? Because it's a red number plate. 
Like, is he actually a racer? Yeah. Like, well, is a trophy? Yeah. Is a trophy there? Why against? Saying good job, happy birthday. Here's a number one place. So, um, um, the yeah. other thing that didn't get mentioned much is yes, I was a live announcer, and to JT's point, it's Lurch. That's a legendary guy doing that spot, but it also included being on Race Day Live, which unlocked finally. Finally, we got it. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> finally got it. Myself and Justin Brayton part of the same broadcast. I really feel like. Whether it was Oakland, I mean, I felt like I was in the nicer stadium in San Fran. I mean, everything just had a glow to it. I, I got a tweet that said it was, and I didn't watch it. And it, you, I know this is going to be surprising, guys, but the audio speakers in the press box aren't great in Oakland. Like, it's not, it's not like a you know Jet Dallas this week. You know, like you can't no, really. No. So you just hear, but I got a tweet that it was disgusting. How much Weege and Brayton were like, great point, Weege, great idea, the, the, just back and forth. Someone said it was just sickening. I, I mean, I, I'm a journalist. I report the facts, and everything he says is gold. I mean, he's just on it. Actually, what you all owe yourselves is uh, Brayton did a sit-down interview with Barsha. Yeah. JT, did you get to see any of that? Or Steve? I heard. No, he told, no, I, I JB told me about, about it. it. Yeah, JB told it me about incredible. it. It is incredible. It is I don't know if it's just Brayton isn't afraid to ask the tough questions or Barsha's just being more honest with him than he would be with us. I mean, it just kept getting better and better until finally the last question is Brayton's like, all right, I just got to ask you about Jason Anderson. Like, what is up with this? And Barsha's like, he hates me. I don't know. He hates me. Barsha once um, again playing the, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Just great race. Yeah. Great yeah, race. He, then he knocks down Cincerillo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he hates me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why everybody thinks yeah. I ride dirty. Uh, he hates me. Uh, it was good. It, it's worth a watch if you can go back on so, Race Day Live. I mean, the great Justin Brayton, spectacular. Yeah, he, no, J, JB is uh, he's all class. I, I, I hate to say that, but he he he's really good at being an analyst, and he's yeah, he's great. So yep. I got a feeling we'll see more of him. Weed, you you had the uh, speaking of Barsha, you <laughs> one thing I wrote down to talk about was you saw in person maybe I don't know 180th talk between J Bone and Barsha. <laughs> Yeah, press day. I see because uh, Jay Bone, Jeremy Albrecht, who yep. now works at the AMA. Yep. I see him talking to Barsha, and you know Jay Bone likes to talk, right? So yep. you had several conversations with him during the weekend. I know. Uh, so did I. Saw him at the airport this morning too. And uh, yeah, somewhere along the way, he just drops. He's like, "Yeah, I tried to pull Barsha aside and just be like, hey, man, you really got to clean it up.'" And I'm just like, "Jay Bone, <laughs> you were his team manager for like three years. Like, how many times have you you've been on all sides of it with him? Yeah. You were the official and his boss." Yeah. It's like, what, what are you going to say to him now that's going to change it? Hey, man, I tried to talk to Israel and Iran about war and just told him, hey, man, <laughs> calm, calm down. Like, stop stop fighting. Like, yeah, it's just not going to happen. It's... I mean, I get if it was the referee and that's his job and he got to try 38 times, I get it. But yeah. J-Bone was his team manager for years. Yeah. I'm like, you live this 24-7 no. for three years. Yeah, yeah, not not – <laughs> Imagine J Bone going back to like uh, Pelletier and being like, "Guys, I talked to Barsha. I talked I to think Barsha. I broke through. Yeah, <laughs> guys, he's not going to take anybody out anymore. We we talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I pulled Marty aside. We think we got him. He's not going to push the front. Yeah, we talked to him about it. Yeah, we talked to yeah, we it. talked to him about it. Right, exactly. So. Uh, also, a couple other things. So, you want to talk about Oakland and, and being a little rough around the stadium. Uh, Sean Brennan, PR guy, um, tried to order pizza for the press box. Uh, that was one of my demands for going to the uh, race, uh, or the meeting, I should say, in Tampa. 
two races, I said we get pizza in the press box, and he tried to be Oakland, tried to be one of them. However, he tried three cards, three credit cards, declined the transaction for like $300 worth of pizza. Like three, three credit card companies were like, yeah, no. There's no way anyone around that stadium is ordering $300 worth of pizza unless it's a stolen card. <laughs> the, the credit card companies wanted no, no part of this spend. They're like, this is the first non-cash transaction in this right. city. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, exactly. Three, ta- three cards. Sean said he just he couldn't do it. Just that's it. I, I can't. The, oh the credit God. card companies will not let me order this this food. So it really is the black hole now, Steve. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Yeah, exactly. It's truly become the black hole. Oh man. Um, and then uh, also uh, the I got to stop taking guys going out to dinner on Friday night because Tampa, uh, A Ray and Cade, and A Ray absolutely dies and breaks his thumb. And Friday night went out to dinner. Weed, you were there. Uh, yep. Filthy Phil and JB. Oh. Uh, Webb, um, Cooper Webb showed up. Kell- yeah. Kellen and uh, mm-hmm. and then now our buddy Filthy Phil, dislocated wrist. This might be a yeah. Friday night Friday night dinner with Mathis thing. I don't know. Um, but Death Cross has struck our buddy Phil. He's in a deep dark place. I did get a hold of him today. I don't know if you did, Weege, but um, yeah, he he's not in a great mood. So. Yeah, the club guys were on my flight, and they were telling us the procedure he had to go through to get the wrist back in place. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, knowing how angry Phil is on the best day, I can't even imagine. It was yeah. like six hours of, like, the hand and traction or whatever. Yeah, I've yeah. been there. It's not a good time. Yeah. Oh, you did it, JT. Oh, yeah. It's really not fun. Oh. They put they put you in that Chinese finger trap looking thing. Yeah. And uh, it's not easy because it's – he probably – I'm going to guess he dislocated the lunate bone, which is the most common – and it's just a real pain in the ass. It sucks. And it's a really long injury, and they have to usually pin it. And it's, yeah, it, it's all terrible. And, <sighs> and your ligaments get stretched too, right? That's a huge, yeah, Well, yeah. They, 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 when that pops out, it tears the ligament. Yeah. That's the only way it can dislocate. So right. then you have to pin the ligament back, and that ligament takes forever to heal. And it's yeah. just, yeah, it sucks. Uh, is it one of those things where it, sometimes it pops back in easily, or is it always hard to get back in? Um, I mean, everybody's different, right? Yeah, Mine right. was a little bit of a pain in the ass. Sounds like his was too, um, which mm-hmm. I don't really care that much about that. That's a few hours, but this is like a three month thing to, to yeah. heal. You know, yeah. like the ligament healing yeah. takes forever. Uh, are, are we going to mess up 450 outdoors for Phil again? I mean, it's going to be tight. That's for sure. Uh, three years in a row, basically. Yeah. Come on, Phil. Ah, it sucks. Yeah, real yeah. tough, real tough, uh, our buddy. And, and don't don't go to dinner with me. No one. That's it. So there's uh, one other thing about the local area. That I got to get in here, Steve. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about this. Mm-hmm. There was a huge controversy raging through the television compound on Friday afternoon. Uh, our man JT witnessed a burglary. Now you might think that's the huge news, but in Oakland, it's not. More importantly. It was what the eyewitnesses, where they thought JT was when he witnessed said crime. <laughs> oh. So Dor- Doreen from the TV crew comes up, and she's like, yeah, JT was in was at Raisin Cane's um, Chicken Tenders, and he saw somebody get robbed. And I'm like, wait, what? what? She's like, yep, robbed in broad daylight. I'm like, no, I don't care about that. <laughs> Jason Thomas is a fast food drive-thru? With batter, <laughs> batter, and fried, yeah, everything. Yeah. Fake news. 
That's why I immediately reported to JT and said, what is going on? I heard, I don't care about the robbery. I heard you were getting chicken tenders. Is this, this is fake, JT? No, this is absolutely fake news. This is the epitome of fake news because I was in the parking lot, which is shared by Starbucks, Chipotle, Subway, Raising Cane's, and maybe like a cell phone store. Okay. Uh, So I was never in a drive-thru, but I was in the parking lot that all of these businesses share uh, getting Chipotle. And... Yes, I did witness uh, a window getting broken out and uh, masked people stealing things out of cars and just oh, absolute God. and utter chaos. Uh, just, yeah, it's everything you would think it would be. Just absolute garbage human beings around that area. Not everybody. I get it. It's not everybody, but it's uh, it's some of them. That's for sure. But no. you did not go to Raisin Cane's. No, no, I did not. Yeah, I, I don't think that's... I would be uh, able to. I, I would probably be in the hospital right now if I went to Raisin Cane's. Um... <laughs> JT, I was talking to a uh, an unnamed source, let's say, involved in Supercross, not a team or, or something involved with Feld. Okay. And they were telling me that they feel like you and Daniel spend too much time on the track on your reports and that it it hinders this person's ability to fix the track. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, I get it, but that's our job. Okay. So All right. I, I, I understand what they're saying. The problem is, um, and I, and they can tell me to move and I would happily move. Uh, the problem is, is they t- it takes so long to set up the lights and everything Yeah. that I, d- I don't really have a choice. Well, I um, said, just run you over and that didn't go over you. That's fine. Yeah. I, I'm good. Like, and, and if they asked me to move, I would gladly move. I'm just like for them to get the, the shot set up, there's like some setup involved with the lights and everything in the mm-hmm. background, so I have to kind of stand there. But okay. yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, yep. yeah. Right. And tell your source, I apologize. That's definitely not my my goal. Well, the source was saying these guys are racers. They should know we need time to fix things. Totally, yeah. I, and I, I appreciate it. I'm right. not trying to be in the way. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else from Oakland? I'm just anything so glad JT Oakland? didn't have. That's it? I, I yeah. just. I was my wig was blown back when I heard JT was getting chicken tenders. That yeah, was, yeah, no. yeah. You think you know a guy? Yeah, no. I, I mean, honestly, if if there's a Chipotle there, that makes sense. It, I I believe JT. I, I believe him. Like, it's not Chipotle is where he would go. So. Oh, totally. I was. I mean, I was in that parking lot all weekend with Starbucks there as well. So. Um, I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Like, what do we do? Like, is and I'm. I don't want to go off on a tangent. We have a lot to talk about. Is there just nothing we can do? Like, it's just one of these things, like Steve, like with the tough blocks. Like, there's just nothing we can do. People are just going to break windows out, and then that's just the way it's going to be. I, I mean, I guess it is, because nothing yeah. is being Yeah, done. I just think homelessness is rampant, and the pricing of everything is going out. And how do you do that? How do you? I heard that the homeless people buy um, – it's not all homeless people, obviously. It's it's other people, but – These people were in a – these people were in a, like, a really nice BMW. Oh, they were? They okay, this. yeah. This right. were, this were, these were not homeless people. Oh. Like, they're – they are benefiting off off of this crime. Uh, they had like a really nice, like souped up BMW, like three thirty or something. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah, I, I don't know what you can do. Yep, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer either. It's just unbelievable to me. Like okay. I just am like just blown away that this is like no no big deal. Like there's no cops doing anything. There's no no one is like it's just whatever. Like sorry, this is just how it is. And I guess the only answer is just don't go back there. Just don't well, go there anymore. I, like, that's it. My friend of mine that I had dinner with in uh, Houston said that there was a string of people that were sitting outside the Louis Vuitton store in Houston. And yep. when uh, ladies would come out of 
uh, Louis Vuitton with a bag. They would put it in their car and then sometimes close the trunk or the or the door and then go shopping because it was an outdoor mall. And right. they just walk up to the car, smash it, and grab it and go. Yeah, or, yeah, which yeah. I, yeah. Right. This is exactly what's happening there too. They would watch people leave the car without their purse. Yeah, that's what they were watching for. I yes. like really thought about this. What are they looking for? Watch for a lady that leaves without her purse. They know it's in the car. Boom, gone. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, also, uh, no tenders review from Oakland. Uh, Racer X too uh, cheap to get Tommy tenders there. <coughs> Upset about this, but we'll we'll make it through. So if people are looking for Tommy tenders Tuesday, not able to go. Tickets were very very. You're expensive. too cheap to pay him a thousand dollars per race. <laughs> and you you can't go too hard on him because you're skipping Arlington. So there's that. Yeah. No, I am. Yeah. Um, hey, for a minute, I thought JT was going to fill in and give the tenders review. <laughs> uh, also, um, um, well, I forget what I was going to say. If I had, to, imagine if I had done that. If I had agreed to do that, go. To, I go to Raising Cane's to get chicken tenders to do this thing, and I get robbed while I'm there mm. because of Steve. Imagine how this podcast is <laughs> because of fried food. Right. Right. And yeah. You finally crack in a fried food. Yep. Is what, this is what you, you get. Have to, you have yep. to get them from the stadium, people. You have to do that. Uh, it can't be from uh, Raising Cane's. All right, let's get into this. Um, all right, uh, Oakland. Yeah, I don't know, Weege, where to start. Tomac or Sexton? Do we have to talk about 250s at all? <laughs> we just talk about the 450s. Can we talk about Jet doing the quad when he had a big lead in the heat race? He just didn't care, and he's still he doing the quad? Care. He does not care. He's just that good he where he's like, wait, watch this. I'm going to do a quad that maybe four 450s were doing. The things he talks about in, the, in these interviews, these podium interviews, are like he just goes off in his own direction. Like he, he doesn't care what what is asked or anything. He, like he's just going to talk about what he wants to talk about. He's so confident. He's so bored. He's like, I'm going to pull this quad in the heat because I can. Watch this. Well, they were doing it in practice. No, I know, but I, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like just you know, I, I yeah, this is. And he's got so much maturity, right? It's 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 so good. We'll, we'll touch on it a little bit. All right. So we yeah. okay. Sexton or uh, or Tomac. I don't know where to start. Like, I didn't see this press conference. I was in the pits talking to people, so uh, I don't know Sexton's attitude or what he had to say. But yeah, he uh, he was gone uh, even more so than in Tampa. And yeah, another mistake late in the race, and he gets third. Yeah, I was going crazy. Uh, but it was my job to be the hype man, as we mentioned. Um, I mean, he fell down. I was standing right there. Like, I was standing next to the starting gate, and that's where he crashed. And I just couldn't believe it. And I think I just screamed, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And it's unbelievable because although it's happening so often, you almost think it would become more believable. To me, it's shocking that, like, the exact same – I mean, we're almost down to the minute. I think it was six and a half minutes to go. It's like the exact same scenario, although you would think it's predictable. It's like one of these weeks, mm-hmm. It's you think it's going to not happen. Like, I cannot – I cannot believe it happened again. Um, and that was, yeah. you know, I think we're all probably guilty of you overanalyze, you overpredict, you over go with what you already saw. You know, we probably dissected on all the shows I did and you guys did last week. We probably dissected the Sexton crashes 400 times and that's probably overkill. But then he does it again and you're like, no, it actually was exactly, it was exactly the way the race turned out. Again, it's unbelievable. And uh, I also was just left in awe of like, how good those three guys are. Like, Webb looked like he was out of it. I'm like, yep, he, he can't go with them. But then, yeah. lo and behold, that SOB almost pulls it out again. And then Tomac, who you thought was struggling last week, comes back and he's good again. And I'm just like, but these three guys are really good. They're really good. Yeah. It's really compelling. 
Um, they dropped and, AP, and I, like dropped AP, yeah, you know. They did. Uh, I, I don't yeah. know if that's going to be a sign of things yeah. to come or not. but um, It reminded me a little bit, and I don't want to go too crazy, but I just remember, and JT, you lived it, I just remember how, you know, Stu, R.C., Reed would look at the end of Mains. They were so spent. They were so, I'm leaving it all out on the track, like I will die to win this. And um, there, there's a little bit of that with those three. I'm not saying that they're those three. Those three are super-duper legends. I don't I mean Tomac, I guess, is in there. I don't know if we'll put Webb and Sexton there yet, but, like, the emotion and how bad these three guys want it and the track was tough and they each flexed, you know, their strengths and weaknesses. It's really compelling um, how good these guys are, including the fact that they screw stuff up. That's what makes it interesting. Yeah, Tomac, JT, uncharacteristically, like, made a lot of mistakes near the end there. I, I, you know, obviously Webb got close and, you know, a little maybe a little bit of managing for Tomac, but he got a little buck wild for Eli. Yeah, I mean, that, you know? the, one was, the one was pretty big. Um, and maybe I, maybe I missed a few others, right? There's a lot happening. I can't see all yeah. that well all the time down there. there. One in the, the one was, yep. one, one yeah, in the first the set of whoops. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, I, I, there was a lot there in that race. A lot happened, um, different stages of it. You know, I, I think everybody, including the participants felt like Sexton had it won. It was over. Uh, I, I truly believe Tomac had kind of relented, relent, relented and was going to settle there. Um, which sometimes you just have to do. Tomac's a champion for a reason. There are nights where you just have to be willing to take second. And, uh, yeah, Sexton couldn't finish. There's a ton to talk about there. Um, and then Webb, I, I think he was bummed. At the beginning, he even made mention of it. He didn't have the pace to go with those guys. But there he is at the end, right? And he didn't win, but he just mm-hmm. does his thing. And I, I don't think he was happy about it. Like I don't think there was this master plan. It's like, yeah, no problem. Like they're going to check out on me, but I'll be there at the end. I I don't believe that was the case. I think he was trying everything he could possibly do to stay with those guys early, and he just he makes less mistakes than those guys do sometimes, especially Sexton. And uh, he almost pulled it out there at the end. He uh, yeah, he was really bad in the second set of whoops early. Not good. Yes, and, well, the whole race. I mean, yeah. the whole race really. Well, I thought he figured it out later. I thought later. I mean, in the- kind of. I, I yeah. So sorry. I mean, cut you off. Uh, I don't think he necessarily figured it out as much as those guys had to slow down. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, he then he did that quad right. He pulled it. He told me he pulled it on the parade lap, uh, and that was quick. He stayed over out of the, the ruts. Tabletop? Yeah, over the table. Yeah, he pulled yeah. it out on the parade lap, and then he was like, uh, and then he was came up short a few times and still was able to pull it, and that helped him reel it back in, as he said. That that was a, a sweet line to do, but. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to break down here. How was sex in the press conference, Weech? It's kind of so similar to what we've uh, right. been seeing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's he did a good job. We, again, dissected 300 times last week of he had to collect himself. He seemed pissed coming off the track, and then he said the right things. I feel like he was a little more bummed publicly this time. Um, but he says he's like, I just got to keep it positive. He said... If I focus on the negative, then I'll never pull out of it. All I can do is just be happy we can race next weekend, try to figure it out. And as far as the crash, he said, I don't understand. I, I don't, did you interview him, JT? Or who, I did. Know? Yes, I did. Yeah. He, and he probably said well, the same he, thing, right? Yeah. He, he didn't know. Well, he came out of nowhere. Right. Will comes over yep. to me before and goes, uh, you have Sexton. Good luck. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, okay, great. Uh, but yeah, he did. And, and he has handled this so well, in my opinion. And you can... You know, the detractors, the people that aren't Sexton fans can take whatever shots they want. They're all 
it's all up for grabs. Anything you want to say is right there and, and able to be said. But the one thing you can't say is that he's not handling it with class. Um, he has been mature. He goes over and shakes those guys' hands. He puts the blame on himself, uh, which none of those things are changing the fact that he's crashing. But the level of maturity he is showing through this is impressive. It really is. I, I thought the same thing at Houston. Uh, I thought the same thing at Tampa, even though I wasn't working and didn't get to really talk to him. I saw it. And uh, this weekend, too. Like, I, I just – I always put myself in those situations. It's just what, you know, I, I race, so it's hard not to. And I would be losing my mind. Like, I, I just would not handle this well. And uh, he's he's doing a great job. He, he needs to fix it, no question about it. But he's acting more mature than, than I would have given credit for. Uh, Kellen Weege was up in the press box while you two were sh- shilling things. And Kellen's yep. like, because remember the, the Racer X guy tweeted last week, he gone, right? Yes, whoever that was. Right. Well, yep. this week, Kellen's like, tweet it, he gone, he gone. I'm like, no. Do it back, do it. I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing that. And, and <laughs> But I 100% thought he was gone. I, I He had six seconds at one point. Like, it's over, you know? Um, thank God I didn't do that again. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's something else, <laughs> man. But, yeah, I, I was saying that last week, too, about his – ability after the race to handle this. I had another team tell me, uh, a factory team, that he may or may not be competing against, tell me that if he gets one or two in a row, he, he's going to go on a run. They, they even they, – they just like – I think but he just – like- Well, I didn't say that term. Some, okay. Someone else did, but – I agree. I mean, if he can put this behind him – imagine if he just gets over this hurdle and it's like not a thing anymore. These guys are in – I think yeah. a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, it. You, yeah, be careful talking any trash on the guy or anything. And, and it's, I don't think it's Tomac or Webb's – well, <laughs> I shouldn't say it's not Webb's style. He's just not doing it right now. But I think, like, yeah, his – JT, you know the game, right? If a guy has speed on you, it's a dangerous game to play. Like, yep. you, you might you not be able to do anything it about it. Yeah, yep. get, you better hope they don't figure out the, the issues. Yeah, guess what? speed is the one thing that can cause everybody a lot of hurt. Yeah, he was fastest yeah. qualifier again, everybody. Fastest in yeah. almost every practice. Anderson did get him. Anderson broke the streak. But, uh, yeah, other yeah, exactly, right? Like, he's got it. The other guys don't. And I think they know that, and I think they're playing to their cards. Uh, Tomac was doing 2-3-3 three, three in that rhythm, uh, the long one that went around home plate. And I could not – he was the only guy really doing – the elite guys, one of the only guys doing that all the time. And I timed it over and over and over, and it looked like 3-3, three, three, you know, 3 until it got broken down was better. And I could not figure out what he was, why he was doing that. And I talked to John after the race, John Tomac, and he's just like – he's like, it was a little quicker to go 3 in, but he could do the 2 all the time. Without a, and if he really charged and pushed through it, he, it would be the same time. And he knew that he didn't have to worry about doing the three out of the turn. And I was yeah, like, and it's also you can stay low in that corner too. I think. Yeah, I well, yeah, he that's said the, that, but that's another thing, right, right. That's that, I think they were talking the whole section. Yeah, staying low is part of the timing, right? Um, and he was, and I was like, okay, like I get it, makes sense. It was just odd to see such an elite guy because that three wasn't big for you know many of the top guys, right? No, like Hunter Yoder and guys were doing it. Yes, like, but I was like, I admired the strategy. And then John was like, you know, you just get it out of your mind. You don't think about it. You don't worry about it. And you know that if you do the two, stay low, do the two out of the turn, you can just push through it. And, and yeah, I mean, it was working. 
I just was a little bit confused because I'm like, look, I, I'm timing this. It's quicker, you know, especially when he like he like a three around the the pole. Uh, he couldn't do it later on, but he could do it for a long time, and that was quick too. So the the little three. Uh, but anyways, I was just interested to to watch that because you guys have been there too. That last practice session, everyone watched the dart fish. Everyone's watched everything. They know the quickest lines, and they go for it, right? And Tomac didn't do it. He just kept doing two in. I was losing my mind. So, figured it out, though. I think we have to mention, uh, JT, you can talk about this. The track, like this track was next level uh, difficulty. Oh, the, so the guys I think hated everybody it. was yeah. risk-reward. Yeah. Well, it was it was the dirt, right? The, the track was technical, but not overly. Like, if it had been hard pack, if it had been like Anaheim, we were to talk about, yeah, it's pretty technical, but we wouldn't have made a big deal out of it. But when you have these conditions that are getting worse and worse and guys are still trying to pull these sections off. And I, I went out there and walked the track. Weej, I know you were down there on the floor after as well. I uh, watched your weed show today. Uh, it was absolutely destroyed. I mean, the ruts through the corners, into the whoops, through the whoops, I, the rhythm sections, it was horrific to try to pull off these, these big sections. Um, and that's where the trouble comes in. It's, trying to do this on, you know, minute 18 with the race on the line, that's, you know, I, I don't think you can really accurately des describe that to the person that's never been out there. It's just a, a whole different world than what you probably are used to. I don't know who I was. I heard, oh. I heard Tomek was not thrilled um, that they made it so steep, knowing how the dirt was going to turn out. So I think, and to what you're saying about that rhythm, I honestly think Tomac's strategy was a little bit of like, this is not, I'm going to throw down. Like, I am going to manage risk, and whatever I get is what I get, but this is not... Yeah, I'm not going to lose the, the series right here, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, yep. yeah, yeah that, that that could be totally true. I don't know who it was. I think it was Freckle on my post-race, Pulpcast. Freckle said he came around on the parade lap, he's like, and he came to the whoops, and he's like, he said, what do, I, what do you want me to do here? What do, you want me to, <laughs> what do you want me to do with this section of whoops? Because he was just like, they were just hammered you know dean uh, yeah. dean said it oh it dean said it. okay yeah all right he dropped in some f-bombs he did yeah. yeah looking at these whoops <laughs> yeah. when i walked the track i thought it was awesome because that is for like cooper webb or myself or someone who they're they would rather jump it was perfect because you couldn't really blitz like they were just absolutely annihilated for blitzing and then you just have to jump and the people that are better at jumping are going to feel more comfortable so i was when i walked it i'm like oh man this would be I would hate the track, but this would be prime time for me to put in a good finish. But even jumping, you know? Yeah, but it's yeah. okay. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that. Like, yeah. when everybody hates jumping, that's that was, like, my thing. So, even if it's more, the more difficult, the better. Yeah. It, uh, it was a tough track for sure. One of the, one of the riders told me uh, after the first set of practices that Cooper is going to do really good. This is his track. It's going to get breakdown. It's going to get shitty. It's going to get gnarly. And this is where he's going to really do well. And that person, yeah, was right. He didn't win the race, but yeah, certainly came on and late, the one, right? The one thing I want to mention before we get off the, these top guys is on on Sexton. Like, I hope, and, and I'm not close enough to him to do this, but I hope someone that is near him is willing to just be positive, right? Like, there there are a million reasons to be upset, and I'm sure he's just tormenting himself with his own thoughts here, but. Life's pretty good. You're young. You're insanely talented. Your future is incredibly bright. It's it's going to be okay. Like, nothing is lost. You still got third place. Even last week, you know, you still got second place. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's fine. Don't freak out and don't let this, 
be some sort of defining moment for you as heavy as it feels because i think everybody is just like oh my god he did it again like that was everybody's comment last night. i can't believe he did it again it's not that bad like you're huh. you're absolutely fine so <laughs> i i hope there's someone there being positive instead of like letting this be so heavy no he's absolutely going to figure this out he's he's too talented i agree, to not. I, agree. yeah it, i just like i can see i can see it on his face like that it's weighing on him so much i think everybody that's been around him and he's if you can see it and i I hate that for him because it's it's going to be fine. Like all of us who have been through these things and are older, you're like, ah, it's going to sort itself out. Like it seems like the biggest deal in the world, and you're screwing up and ruining everything. And eh, you're really not. It's going to be fine. Um. Yeah. Well, we got ourselves. We got our, we got ourselves a great series. This is awesome. We do. The all three of these guys bring different things to the table. They're all, um, you know, got different storylines. It, it's really cool. I don't know. If we're going to see the R.C. Reed Stu sort of breakaway, maybe, though. We could. I mean, they dropped AP, and they were they were the three best guys. There's no doubt. I mean, in the points, I, I think in the points, they're, they're out of here. Yeah, yeah. Um, AP got fourth. I think that's a really good result on paper. But if you're Aaron, you probably want to be a bit closer, Weege. You know, but uh, he got a third last week and now a fourth. And that is miles better yeah, than where we were. Yeah, he did start with him, right? Yes, he did. Right. He, oh, he's right there, yeah. Um, but like, do you yeah. do you really yeah. think he's as good as yeah, them? I'm here, I, I don't have him being as good as them. Yeah, because he started with them, right? And actually, a bunch of guys. You know, Anderson had a start, Roxon had a start. They had their chance to at least stay with them, and uh, none of them did in the end. They each had a reason to think. Yep. For Anderson, it's just been circumstances. Maybe I am fast enough. Plessinger had momentum from last week, but uh, at least on this particular track, yeah, yeah, no, not there. Nope. Uh, Anderson lost the front end um, and tipped over and rode a lonely fifth. And uh, But he did have to hold Barsha off, and you know Barsha wanted to get him we, so bad. We were rubbing our hands together RV style waiting for that. Uh, yeah. It, I, I think if the track had been better, you would have gotten it. I, I, I think this track really kept guys from racing each other. And, and Ricky and I were talking about this. I don't know if it was off-air, I think. But this track didn't really allow you to race each other as much because it was so difficult. You you almost had to just be worried about the track all the time. And easy tracks, you can be like, okay, this is going to be like a racer versus a racer type thing and a lot of block passing and this whole strategy thing. I think the track was just too difficult. Like You just had to worry about circulating and doing the jumps. Uh, Barsha sixth, and he's got a lot of passing points the last few weeks. Um Someone was telling me that he just he went by them in the main event, and he was just saying like, he's just uses so much energy, and he's just so mad, and he's riding so aggressively and so angry. <laughs> They're just like, I don't know how he has so much energy. You know what I mean? Like, he's just angry. Are they not familiar with his work? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> but at this age, and you know, and everything that's going on, but. They're just like, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it, um, is what they were saying. So, uh, yeah, Barsha's been on it, but with crappy results the last two weeks, a lot of passes. Uh, Craig, seventh. This was his best finish of the year. Yeah. And he qualified fifth or something? What did he qualify? He was he was third for a while, and uh, he qualified. Let me look here. He qualified uh, sixth, which I think is also one of his better ones. Um, yeah, seventh, maybe not great on paper, but... Definitely improvements from Craig. That's for sure. Um, he was just in the mix, right? He was just in the battle. So that was good. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah, it was kind yeah. of a breakthrough ride. What yep. he needed. So I don't know what it. What you know? I'm not saying it like unlocks the door to a podium yeah. or anything, but 
it, he need he needed that type of ride. Uh, Joey Savacci eighth. I think uh, I think the negotiations. And remember, I'm the Rick Ware whisperer. I think the I think negotiations may have uh, led nowhere, and he is indeed parking it after Daytona. So oh yeah, real, oh. real shame. Yeah, yeah. I actually got to walk the pit. I hadn't been able to go to the pits much this year. But uh, now there's my job to roam as part of Race Day Live. So I've not seen that setup. Mm. I mean, it is begging for logos. It is a yeah. Right, you've been over there a couple times, right, Steve? Oh yeah, I'm a regular. I mean, I, I got a You're hike. Regular. I got a hike over there. I got to grab like a you know some rations and stuff and find out where yeah. he's pitted. But I've been yeah. A logoless rig and a logoless tent. Did anybody see his outfit today for the Daytona 500? I did. Yeah, it's classic. Oh my gosh! Um, wow. Nichols was good. Ninth was good. Colt was charging up. There was a nice battle with uh, Nichols, Cooper, Dean, Roxon for a long time. Um, that was pretty going pretty good. Uh, eventually, please, please explain the Roxon thing to me. Well, he won a heat. And, I understand that. Yep, that yep. wasn't. <laughs> this yep. was not that type of ride. He won a heat. That. Yeah, I think. I think if you're pipes. You're like, yeah, he won the heat, and then uh, and then someone goes, oh, how'd the race go? You just kind of change the topic. You just go like, hey, uh, <laughs> did you see our setup? We got a really nice uh, progressive yeah. twisted T thing going on. Over yeah, there. hey, uh, you you won the heat. That's awesome. How'd the main go? Hey, you want a twisted T? <laughs> uh, that was not good. That was no. That, that was, was not uh, good. No, I I don't know. New suspension? Did he crash? No. I don't believe so. No, I don't think. And I'm going to be careful because I don't want him to clap back. I know he likes to do that. I just he's he's better than what we saw yeah. on Saturday night. I'll tell you that. But like, okay, so do you take the? Does the heat race win just mean nothing? I don't think so. I don't think it means no, nothing. Like, it was fine, right? It was fine, but it wasn't a good day really either. And qualifying wasn't very good from what I saw. And then what? I think he was like 13th in the final session. Is that right? No, he pull, remember that he pulled it together. I think he got okay. It. He uh, he was thirteenth in the second session, okay. and then uh, trying to find what he was overall. He was actually uh, oh twelfth overall. Yeah, yeah. So it just wasn't. I mean, the heat race was like the outlier. The rest of it was just kind of like, man, I don't I don't know what's happening here. I, I know he's yeah. I know for a fact they're still searching for things with the bike. I think we've all heard that. Like every time he goes out, it seems like they're changing something. Um, but man, like you, you, we all know what he's capable of, and it's. Uh, we just didn't see it in that main event. He, uh, yeah, I tried new suspension again. Went away from the factory connection stuff. He was active ride this weekend. I don't, know. Using. I don't know what he yep. used. Pretty sure it was active ride. Chiz, Chiz guy, I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Justin Cooper, 10th. Decent for him. He jumped in kind of for, for, for Ferrandis. We were wondering about that, whether he would jump in for Ferrandis. So. He did. He's also scheduled to go to Dallas anyways, either way. So he'll be in Dallas for the Triple Crown. Uh, he goes seven seven ten to start his 450 Supercross career. Pretty good. Uh, yep. Dean was 12th. And, yeah, that was a good post-race interview we each, Dean gave me, for sure. Oh, God, it was hilarious. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 he's a, Dean is at the uh, DGAF stage of his career, right? Like, just, yeah. He knows what he is, knows how it's going, and just – he told me he got tired. And yeah. Yeah, and I made a note in my column coming out this week that I don't know if I've how many times a rider has told me he got tired because they get tight, they have arm pump, they have issues, they never get tired. No, they never get tired. Never yeah, get they tired. Never get tired. Uh, uh, JT, those whoops with the six whoop dragon back in between, back to back to back. I mean, 
everybody's tired, right? If you're blitzing them, yes. If you're jumping them, not so bad. But uh, Dean likes the blitz. And, yeah, you're, you're basically holding your breath for, I don't know, 20 seconds. Like, it's not a, not a super easy section to pencil together there, especially with the way those kind of shaped up. Well, I'm just saying, at the end of this 20-minute meeting, these dudes are in shape. You know, I'm not saying Eli Tomac is not in shape. Like, he's as in shape as anyone can be. But I'm sure at the end of that main event, he is freaking feeling it. Well, I think the whole track in general, you had to hold on so tight. Because if you didn't, the track could bite you so fast. Like, normally these guys are so good. A lot of the track, they're able to kind of let their hands float a little bit. Like, they're holding on, of course, but it's a different level. This track, you had to be squeezing the whole time and holding on super tight. Uh, so, yeah, it does it does take a toll. There's no question. Yeah, great interview. Uh, listen to that. Dean was pretty funny, pretty honest. Um, but he's That been... was a battle royal, huh? It was. It was four yep. or five guys. Was it – um? McElrath in there too, right? Yep. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. McElrath was in there. Yeah. I was going to bring him up. Uh, Josh Hill, 13th. Uh, I don't know. Josh started making the mains and then didn't make like three in a row and didn't even come close to like three in a row. And then all of a sudden now he's 13th. You know what I mean? Like, he was 14th last week. Yeah. Like, weird to see. Like, you know, normally if you have struggled to make mains, you're back in Cade's area, right? Moran's area because you're not in every one. But then he makes two in a row after missing three, and he's 14-13, and, like, that's good, you know? But, um, yeah. I did talk to him on press day. He said uh, there were some parts that they were begging, begging, begging KTM to get, and they finally got him, I think, at Houston, and that helped him a lot. But he said, honestly, he's been racing a ton. Like, he raced Australian Series and WSX, so he did feel like if I could just make the mains, I'd probably have the 20 minutes more than those dudes who pretty much only train for LCQs. So, I mean... I, don't, I know that Josh Hill isn't the first guy that comes to mind when you think endurance, but he's actually he's, it's proving true. Once he makes the mains, he is better in the long race than the guys that he's battling to get into the mains with. Yeah. Justin Hill, I, I, this is personal now because I've only picked him twice in Pulp Fantasy this year, and both times he's had his worst races. So I don't know what's going on. But um, uh, AC, bad night for AC. Ran up front, oh. got Barshad, then went down later and just – Looked like he was out of energy, to be honest. Just looked like he was... Did you talk to him or no? No, I did not. No. Okay. Just looked like he was cruising by the end. Like, go ahead, everybody. Like, Because he was ahead yeah, of was, all uh, of those guys, That was right? hard to watch. Yeah. He was ahead of Hills and, and everybody, Dino and everybody. So, Cooper, Nichols, all those guys. Um, so, yeah, tough night for AC. Maybe his worst uh, in 2023, I'd say. Um, McElrath qualified the best he had. Uh, they tested this week. Larry Brooks was down in Florida, so the... HEP guys tested, uh, and he felt the best he had, and he qualified 13th, which is the best he's done, and he was in that mix until he got tired. He didn't tell me he got tired. Looked like he got tired, and he lost the, t- he lost the uh, tail of, of Nichols. Yeah, he definitely got shuffled back. Yeah. No question right, about that. Right, right. But uh, I think it was still a good night for Shane McElrath. If you're, it's just not forward. I mean, the result yeah. didn't really show right. it, but uh, he was much further ahead than he had been. Yeah. Uh, Benny Bloss qualified ninth. Dude, Benny's good. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I just, it's yeah, just we like. We don't, we don't know what to do with Benny. No. There is no. <laughs> it's just, there is no. You don't know. You don't. He's, he is a whole uh, thing in and he, of itself. He says Jeff's got to stay home. That That's <laughs> that's what he told me. Jeff's got to stay home, his dad, which is tough because Jeff owes me a steak dinner. So I, I don't <laughs> want tough, Jeff. He says. I don't that's want. Tough. It's tough for Steve. It's tough. Yeah, for, it's yeah tough I don't want Steve. Jeff to stay home. 
I need a steak dinner. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so but 17th for Benny. He he almost died in that rhythm and kicked tough blocks in front of Tomac. That was gnarly. You guys see that? Like no, th- three laps to go. Three laps to go. He got sideways, went off the track, scattered two or three tough blocks right into Tomac's uh, uh, lane when he was lapping him. And there's nothing we can do about those tough blocks. There's just nothing we can do. So you, you know, you basically take your life in your hands uh, with those. And uh, and but Tomac avoided it, but it was scary. Yeah, and Benny I saw him re-enter the track in that long rhythm yeah. by yeah. home plate. Is that what you're talking about? Yep, that's where it was. Yeah, yep. yep. So uh, Chiz hurt a knee um, and didn't feel good. He's uh, he's also been testing for Kenny and doing things for the team. So Cade got in through the LCQ. Uh, Freddie through the LCQ. Cartwright was good again. Moran's again. Moran's is. I got. I asked Clinton to pull this stat. How many main events has Moran's made through the LCQ? I feel like over ninety percent of Moran's mains are through the LCQ. Are you guys with me on that? It's been a lot. That's for sure. Well, he's such a good starter. Yeah, yeah. That if he's in the LCQ, yeah. he's usually going to be up front. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Are we just at the point too where Cade's a main event guy now? Are we just there or no? Are we still like? Eh, I think he can make the main. Where are we at? I feel like Cade got there last year where the main should be expected. I don't think it's a surprise. I feel like not making the main is like that shouldn't happen. Well, he missed, the, there last year? he missed the first two well, this year. He missed year. a bunch at the beginning. He yeah. missed the first two this year. So, Yeah, um, but it's he shouldn't have been. He should make every main. I, I don't feel like it's a surprise. It's Okay. Yeah. No, I think so. it's the uh, – you know, a couple guys dropped out. Injury stuff helps. But, I mean, he should be he should be a main event guy each week. I agree can, with that. Can you guys tell me why on the AMA sheets when you look at the points – some guys have zero who didn't make the mains, and some guys just call them as blank. For po- like, no. Can you- I, I cannot tell you why anything is <laughs> oh, going God. Does anybody know why we have a zero <laughs> for missed mains on just random riders? The same rider will have a zero and a blank. So we're like, was the AMA thinking of putting him in the main that night, and then he didn't make it, so they give him a zero? Or were they, did they look at Harlan in practice and be like, oh, he's just going to get a blank. There's no way he's going to make it. How does that work? Do we know? Uh, so wait. So there's some races they there, they enter, and they get a zero. And then other races they're there. They don't make the main. They enter and they get. Yeah. Like it's the exact same circumstance yes. both times. Yes. Yes. Zero. Hashtag never change. Or blank. Yeah, that's it. So, <sighs> I don't know. All right, just wondering, guys. I feel very confident that they would not be able to tell you why this is either. It's one of my rants at the Feld Media thing. I asked Feld if they can figure out the AMA. He did. Yeah. He. They were trying to shut it down, JT. It was like nine thirty or ten o'clock, and they were finally they were trying to get us out of there so they could go home and go to bed. And then Steve gives the timeout symbol. I do, literally. The timeout. He literally tees him up. Timeout. Timeout. <laughs> I got two things. Yep. One was track walk access for other media. Steve, I'll give you credit. You already had it, but you felt that other media members should have it. We lost it. Well, they didn't even have track walk during the pandemic, and it never came back. And uh, I think a couple of guys did get access this weekend. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Because um, I didn't just take my privilege and like laugh yeah. at those who did not have it. I spoke for the the ones who couldn't have it, like sort of like a superhero. Or, you know, sort of like, um, you know. Defend those who can't defend themselves. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I spoke Jeez. I spoke for those who have no voice. That's what I Oh, do. God. Yeah. Um, and then he said, the AMA, what are we doing? Can we do something? <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. 
<laughs> but they agreed. They agreed with me. They're like, yeah, we know. And I'm like, can I feel you? Like that's a, like a, that's an opening. That's an opening argument where you have all the time to discuss because you can't just end with that. That's like opening Pandora's box. And what about that AMA? Like that should be the opening statement. <laughs> it's true. It was already ten o'clock. Open set up. Thank you to uh, Renthal and Maxis. Thank you, Motorsport.com. Uh, great guys over there, up there in the Pacific Northwest. Great prices, great return policy. If you have a street bike like JT, like a secret street bike, they have parts for those. Uh, UTVs, secret. dirt bikes as well. Uh, go through the banner on Pulpamex or Pulpamex.com to order. I promise you, if you don't order through uh, Motorsport.com and you try it out, you'll love it. Great prices, great service, all of that. I'm building a project bike right now, and I've been ordering some OEM parts like crazy. Uh, so thank you to the folks at motorsport.com for all that they do as well. And uh, Koba Links, K-O-U-B-A links.com. It's a lowering suspension link. Everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. So if you're shorter of stature, your wife or your girlfriend has a bike and they want to get more confidence, they want to have plusher suspension, use the code PULPMX for free shipping and also a discount at Kobolinks.com. Uh, you can get those through motorsport.com as well. So all models, Aprilia to Yamaha from those guys. And uh, try it out, man, if you're um, – not able to touch the ground on your bike, this thing will lower it and it'll help you out. And uh, Weege, on X Maps. Yeah, first of all, we're going to give you 20% off. Use the code RACERX, all one word, all lowercase. So go to onxmaps.com or Onyx Off Road and App Store and see the more than half a million miles of trails they have mapped out specifically for dirt bikes. If you want to stay away from the side by side trails, that might be a good idea. Or maybe the particular places you go, you can share. It's all good. But uh, Onyx Maps has it public and private lands. Uh, which is pretty unique uh, in the space. And they have mountain bike trails for people that are into that, maybe the e-assist mountain bikes. Oh. So go to onxmaps.com oh. or onx offering. Big big, uh, big debate about e-bikes uh, over in uh, talking to AC, and uh, Kenny Adams was there, Anderson's agent, and Nick Way. Have you guys heard of this Nick Way fellow? Uh, familiar. Yeah, Ooh. well, yeah. you might want to just delete him from your address book after you hear what he what he said to me. So, oh yeah, yeah. So we're I'm talking. I might actually. I probably. Oh, JT's phone broke up right when he said that. Imagine that. His he got so excited the phone could not contain. <laughs> he got so excited that someone made you angry. You there, JT? Yes. Sir. Oh, okay. I, uh, I'm here. Well, this uh, this Nick Way gentleman, we're talking with Adam and and about the track, and then we're talking about the AIM show that was here in Vegas and e-bikes. We get into e-bikes, and Kenny Adams is. Like a really good cyclist. I've been out with him a few times. Um, he rides a acoustic bike, and um, I ride the e-bike. And then uh, we're talking about uh, weight on an e-bike and different things and motors and things like that. And Nick says, uh, well, it doesn't matter for you people because you have a motor. I'm like, oh, you, nice. I'm like, you people? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, shrugs his shoulders. And I'm like, I have a regular bike. He's like, yeah, but you're one of those e-bike guys. And I'm just like. I'm offended right now. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with the you people comment, but I feel like it is kind of a, a two, two different uh, people. Like wow. it's two different ideologies here. Well, I did not like that. I stormed off. Yep. So I don't even the know. The non-e-bike people really don't like the e-bike people. Well, we're all cyclists. We all need to just embrace each other. I will say, though, the, the e-bike on the road is ridiculous. Like, please don't ride that. Well, I don't really. Yeah, I never turn it on. I, I should have got. I shouldn't have gotten it. I rarely turn yeah. it on. Um, should not have got that bike. Didn't realize how much easier it was on the road than a mountain bike. Um, all right. Uh, so let's get into two fifties. Yeah, Jet Lawrence, right? Yep. 
okay. He won again. He yeah. uh, he got a third place start and passed uh, Hampshire and McAdoo, and took off. And he's during, really really good. During this 250 main event, I, and some of you, this reference won't mean anything, but this the uh, participants of this call it well in Rocky Four in the opening scene when Apollo is just getting clobbered and. Rocky screams, throwing the damn towel. That's what I'm screaming. I throw the checkered flag in the same tone as the, uh, the, his trainer. <laughs> Are you spinning? Like, throw the checkered flag. Yes. Like, I'm, I was so bored at minute 14. I'm just like, oh, please, please end this. Put us all out of our misery. And yeah. I know it's not that bad. I'm being dramatic, but God, it was not a, not a, <laughs> no. Hey, listen, I said to Kellen at some point in the main event, I'm like, Kellen, there's nothing happening out here. I said, there's nothing happening. Yeah. He goes, no, there's not. I'm like, yeah, there's. everyone's just settled in. I mean, there was a Pierce-Brown-McAdoo confrontation that was exciting for, like, you know, a lap. And then McAdoo knocked him down. And then we were back to nothing happening. Even to further your point, JT, not only is Jet gone, but the poor RJ and McAdoo are hurt. And you're just watching them do what they do, which is yeah, they're just surviving. Injuries. Like, they literally said they're just surviving on the podium. Yeah, yeah just throw the towel. Throw the flag. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. Jets' largest margin of victory ever in a Supercross. Oh, it was? Really? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Who knew that? Um, yeah, he's really good. And like I said, quadding in the heat race when he doesn't have to because he's just bored. Yeah, watch this, you know. Uh, yeah, I asked him. He said he thought he could do it. And then as soon as he took off, he had a soft spot. And then he knew it was going to be bad. Yeah. And then he said he uh, he managed to get every last piece of jump, uh, dirt off of the last jump. Mm. Hurt his wrists, <laughs> his back, his ankles. Didn't seem to bother him though. The only thing I, think I was he like, said, I'm I blew out my yeah. backside. He also threw up before the race. Did you catch that? He did. He oh. did, yep. Wow. Threw up before the race. And uh, he was asked in the press conference why. And he's like, I don't know, man. I've just been eating a lot all week. I was just eating like a big old fat boy. So maybe this is my body. Is just trying okay. to cope I threw me. up my dinner. I threw up my dinner. Well, <laughs> the, only, yep. the only thing that was interesting about the jet was in the pits before the night show. I was asking his agent, a uh, Lucas Myrtle, exactly what the working conditions were for the Jetson employees girls selling them in the pits. Did they, oh. get, did they get bathroom breaks? Did they get 401K? Did they have meal breaks? 401K. And, and, um, and he was very nervous to talk about this. You, are you going to unionize this? I said they were gonna, there's going to be a full investigation soon. And uh, he said that... Um, you know, he would welcome it, and I said, "What's your statement? Do you have an official statement?" And he said, "No, we'll come up with one." <laughs> you should just threaten them. Uh, to, you you could be the teamsters. Yeah, I know. I said I'm going to look into this working conditions for these because because every time I went by the Honda truck and I ate there, and I went by a few times, this girl. I mean, there's just a line, right? And there's just everyone wanting the donuts, which, by the way, were not in the press box again. So that was maybe part of my anger, part of my investigation. And then uh, at some point when I was grilling Myrtle, he said, well, would, Jets, would, would Pulp be interested in Jets and Donuts coming on the show if this investigation went away? And I said, yes, absolutely. And so that's where, <laughs> I think that's where we left it. So, <laughs> so Mertz. Steve just strong-arming everyone. Uh, everyone at the races is being strong-armed by Steve. <laughs> He's like, Pizza, donuts, you name it. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, uh, Hampshire 2, McAdoo 3. Uh, what'd you make on McAdoo's move on Pierce? The TLD guys weren't stoked. They felt like he could have made started the, it. Well, they felt like McAdoo could have made the pass and then just you know kind of took off and didn't have to go all the way to the berm. And I'm like, eh, like eh. I mean, could have, but, but 
I think you have to like understand that Pierce got, got aggressive first. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 not, fine. I'm not condoning yeah. it. I'm just saying, like, you can't get mad when you start aggression. Like, you know, like you're going to get some back. And yeah. I don't think McAdoo was like, I hope you crash. He just got aggressive back. And yeah. things go sideways. Yeah, yeah. Back. All good to me, right? Yep. Yeah, he said McAdoo. I mean, if, if he's to believe the press conference, he didn't even realize he went down. He just didn't hear him behind him all yeah. of a sudden. Uh, Pierce- I don't know, by the way, I, I'm, JT, maybe you know better than me. I don't know how precise the guys could be in that corner. I mean, they were going through this gnarly set of whoops. Um, something else happened in the 450 main, um, and somebody went a little wide. And I'm like, well, yeah, they're probably dead by the time they get to the end of those whoops. And, like, the ex- nailing the exact line in the corner depends somewhat on how you hit the last couple whoops, I would think. Yeah, there's a little subtle, there's some subtleties there. Um, I, there's, you know, these guys are really accurate when, they, when it comes down to this stuff. And, and there's some nuance. Um, you know, the back of new one, it kind of goes a little, a little bit right before he goes left, just to give him a little extra. Um, that's that's on purpose. So that is no sure accident. You you hold him up. No, no, yeah. he's, he's making sure that he holds him there, right? Like yeah. again, I don't think he's trying to knock him down, but he's making he's making sure he holds him there so he can't cut under him. Yeah. And then you know, Barsha in the same corner, Barsha goes extra wide, right, to push AC and AC to. His discredit should have let off. You have to know your deal with Barsha, and there's going to be no quarter left for you. Uh, and Barsha just, you know, made sure he ended him into the tough box. So a lot of that, there, there's like it's a game of inches when it comes to that stuff. And these guys are, they're so tactful with where they put their front wheel. Like a lot of it's, you know, you could say it's chance, and some of sometimes it is, but a lot of times these guys are, they know exactly what they're doing. Um, Pierce was good, though. Pierce rode up into there to challenge McAdoo. So this was his best race of the year. He fell again. Um, yeah, like a lap, yeah, lap to go. Right. Kitchen got he him. Past Kitchen. Yeah. Past Kitchen and then crashed. Like, last lap. Chef got a bad start. Heat and main. Worked his way up. So fourth for him. I was surprised to see Pierce pass Kitchen back. Like, I, I didn't see that coming. And he, he did. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Pierce's best race, right? Uh, doesn't doesn't look as good on paper, but it it was. Uh, Enzo sixth. Didn't notice Enzo much to be honest. Pulled away from Maximus Voland and then uh, kind of rode by himself, I think. So he did ask J Bone in the morning uh, if I clean out Phil, do I will I not get penalized? So there was that. Uh, Voland seventh, eighth was uh, Freckle. I didn't notice Freckle much, kind of by himself. Nope. Yep. Weege, he was uh, sick, though, right? Yeah, not feeling it. He said he just wanted to get through the weekend. That, that was a good interview, yeah. too, after the race, Weege. With it Oldenburg. really was. Yeah. Because you asked him about Jet. Yeah. You, you know, you yep. Freckle, Oldenburg we're talking about here. That was a good idea. He's been around in the class a lot, seen a lot. Yeah. And it was good to get his take on just how amazing both Loris brothers are. Yeah, and he just said, I'm not racing Jet. I'm not racing Jet. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny to hear him say that, but, you know, he's he's realistic, so. Uh, Mitchell Harrison was this was Mitchell Harrison's best race. I don't know if you picked him in fantasy, JT, but he was really good. Uh, I did not the, the best we'd seen him yeah, for I sure. Did not. So, uh, Wageman RM Army was 12, 13, and 14. RM Army repping out there. Whole shot the heat race, yeah. Wageman, good job. This was after, then this was uh, it was Wageman whole shot in the heat race, and then Kenny winning one. It was like 1981 all over again with Barnett and Howerton. <laughs> Just raining yellow. Uh, all right. Matt Moss, Weege? 
Do we have to? <laughs> 54. Do we have to talk about well, that? Well, you should see the group fantasy text. Uh, a lot of Matt Moss talk. Uh, I'd rather not. Um, I, I, would, I would block that. It's going so well. This has gone so well. I mean, Steve had me. It was a ripe old 10. I believe Steve was right. I think the handicapping was incorrect. It was a rare error. I'll compliment you guys. You very, very rarely make giant holes that make obvious right answers. But this was right. And then Moss goes out. He's super fast in qualifying. He what did he get third in the heat. Yeah. And he hung with Voland. And then in the main, he starts like fifth and sixth. And I'm like, this is it. Money in the bank. And then the scroll is going across the top of the screen. And I'm like, wait, he's not seventh. He's not eighth. He's not not twenty-two. Out. <laughs> he got hurt. He jammed his wrist and he just rode off right up in the tunnel, along with all of my fantasy points. Gone. Uh, 54% pick trend for Matt Moss. Well, look, the great JB said the handicap committee missed it. You know? I mean, who's, who's going who's gonna to question Justin I, Brayton? I, I'm certainly not. Um, no. I'm going to question Matt Moss. Like, come on, man. I All I can tell you is he, uh, he didn't even get a double points. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> We're aware. Man. Yeah. Does so, anyone remember you that want, Matt Moss had a podium the handicap was wrong. You want to say the handicap was wrong. All I can tell you is what his points were, and they were not good. Is this is this just you guys got lucky, or did you have this? Or sorry, not you. Whoever the handicap committee for fantasy is, whoever that might be, do you think they had this potential outcome in mind? Uh, I would say we got lucky, but I'm just going to ride that train all the way to like, uh, the south. It's like the weather. It's like the weather. We she's just going to ride it. It didn't happen, and you know, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I were you, I would have just said, no, we, we knew there was a high chance ability with mm-hmm. Matt Moss. I was trying to do that, and Dan Dan has been saying that, but Steve will lose his mind if I do that, so I'm just going to say oh. we, we had it a little no, bit I'm... wrong, but we got a, and we got a little bit lucky. Um, but there there was talk, I will say, there was talk during the week that he wasn't in shape yet, and they didn't think he could do the 16 minutes hard, and that's why the handicap is a little higher. Matt Moss had a podium in 2012 behind Dean Wilson and Cole Seeley in San Diego. Does anybody remember yeah, this? We talked about this yeah. on our fly show. I talked about it on the show. You... I talked about it on the TV show. You remember this, JT? Yeah. I was there. I, I do I not. That night. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I was there. I remember sitting uh, on the line going, I remember sitting on the line going, holy hell, Matt Moss just got a podium. So th- <laughs> this is uh, KTM days? This is JDR, yeah, KT- JDR KTM. Yeah, KTM with Savachi <laughs> and whatever. Yeah. Uh, Savachi was not until 2013, okay. but, um, yeah. Yeah, Matt Moss. Like Katia and Matt Moss. Well, I called him. Ty Simmons, remember him? I call, yeah, yeah, barely. barely. I, called him, uh, yeah. I called him Jake a few times, too. Um, but, yeah, Jake yeah. Moss. Yep. Yeah. Jake, Jake Moss. You called him Jake on the, on the uh, fantasy podcast once. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Matt did ride Factory Suzuki, Dungey's teammate. I guarantee you even DeCoster doesn't remember that. Oh, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way DeCoster no. Dungey 2010 kills it, wins both titles, and he did have a teammate that year. Yep. And uh, I think Moss is. I was practicing. Yep. I was practicing with Moss. I think he got 12th at High Point because I was practicing with him every day that summer uh, at Chad Reed's compound, and I'm like, he goes fast. Like I don't know why he's not doing better, but maybe I was just really slow. That could have been a factor. Too. Yeah, he got hurt. So, I know. I know that he didn't race all summer. Definitely got hurt at some point. Uh, but. Um, all right, shout out to by the way, uh, Travis Pastrana, eleventh in the five hundred. I don't, I don't, and I'm all over the map with this. Like, I don't get it. Like, I think it's really awesome. And then other people that way know know way more about NASCAR than me. 
told them that with that car, you just put your put your tires on the line and hold it pinned. It's still awesome, though. Ah, yeah. Way, whatever. Doesn't matter. It's right. still awesome. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, he had a great car. I don't know. He felt like he still had to do it. So. <laughs> Um, all right, we're on to Texas. Anything else about two fifties? Anything else? No. Nope. Well, you're not on to Texas. We we are on to Texas. I wouldn't be so quick to say that. Oh yeah, it, you're, it, you're maybe in. Ah, ah, I might really? be. Really? I might be. Why? In. Yeah. Well, what, what would change your mind? I mean, Mr. Side is going to be there. Maybe I miss okay. him. You know. It's a triple crown. Uh, I will not be there. I'm just telling you right now. Right oh, up. wow. Okay. I thought you were in. I, I, yep. I take yeah, it sorry. I will the be only in. we that's it's in is our fans. They'll be listening. Uh, I will be in. It's a triple crown. I like triple crowns, so they're fun to watch. Great stadium. Triple crown. The weather's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Let's yep. do it. It's supposed to be like 74 on Saturday, which oh, is nice. really warm for yeah. Dallas. Right. Uh, Weege, uh, indie live show. Are you going? Look, I was barely able to pull off this weekend. Um, I flew from San Francisco back to Charlotte only to get on a plane tomorrow to go back to your house in Vegas for the Pulp Show. This was a very, <laughs> very stressful. So the indie thing, I'm still still working on it. Okay. Still working on it. Indeed. I appreciate you doing this. Uh, uh, JT is still amazed. I'm shell-shocked. Yeah, but shell-shocked. I, I appreciate you making the time for the Pulp Show. Yes, that's great. Let me tell you something. When you're sitting on your plane in San Francisco and you get the notice on your phone, your flight from Charlotte to Las Vegas is ready for check-in. That's not good. <laughs> that is not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I lined up an extra special guest for tomorrow night just for you. Surprise? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. No problems with the Pulp Show. It's just the logistics. Like, yeah. doing the show is always a great time. And any guest, I'm sure, will tell you, it sounds crazy to do five hours, but at the end of the five hours, you're like, barely... I barely even got any of this stuff in. And you're flying out Monday night. You're flying back to Charlotte Monday night. Well, just to even add to this, um, I've been asked on behalf of uh, MX Sports and Racer X to go to a uh, funeral for a racer in Vegas on Friday. So I actually have to go back to Vegas uh, this Friday. That's obviously no laughing matter. But while I was trying to figure out the Oakland-Charlotte-Vegas combo, I then realized I have to fly to Another Vegas again. Vegas. Three days later, after I come back, but that's, okay. So what does Phil say? Got to pay the toll if you want to rock and roll. You do uh, live live uh, tickets, live show on Indy and Denver. People tickets available on pulpmex.com. We will be at one of those. JT and I will be at both of those. I could um, be no. Don't count me out on Indy. Don't yeah, count me no, out. I'm just saying. Uh, but uh, Denver, I'm definitely in because my kid is in for uh, KTM Junior at, at Denver, which I'm sure you guys are going to have an absolute field day with. Yes, absolutely. Uh, hopefully puts the gear on right. Also, I had a request this weekend to allow a Mr. Davalos in my LCQ race. What? He prom- I think it's great. He promises he will not ride until that Friday. Until <laughs> that Friday. Yes, that's what he said. Oh, I will not man. practice. I promise you I will not practice until that Friday. Mr. Davalos himself has responded to this. This is who said this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he wants to do it. Yeah. Yeah. He asked how much money. great. He asked how much that money. That is great. Yeah, he asked how much money was in there. When I told him how much money, <laughs> he was very excited. Don't don't chiz yourself again. Do you think he wins it without practicing one bit? Possibly. 
<laughs> Possibly. That would be Possibly. a phenomenal feat. I mean, he's better than Logan Carnell or someone like that. He just is. Like, I don't know how else to say it. He just is. So it's possible. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Yeah, I'm with JT. I guarantee you, you Marty can still go really good. Look at, like, look at the guys who are going to be in it because a lot of these guys are making the main events. Like, it's yeah. Uh, Marty's good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Marty's good. So we'll see. I, I think that might be an interesting twist. That is that is phenomenal. I'm here for it. <laughs> I I mean I almost kind of owe Marty because I did disparage him a time or two. No, now you're team Marty somehow. Yeah. If you wrote him a check for like thirty grand, I bet his wife would uh, not be mad at you anymore. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, that's it for the, another review show. Dallas this weekend. And, uh, yeah. All right. Um, thanks to uh, Renthal. Thank you to CobalinksMotorsport.com. Um, also, um, Max's Tires. And especially thanks to Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com for all that they do on the on the Pulpmex Network. Appreciate that. JT, Weege, anything else? We're good. All right. We're on to Dallas. Thanks, boys. See you. See ya. <laughs> This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners. Don't change the air. Don't change the thing.